0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. And we are back with our rifling through of my many, many notes, disorganized and sometimes relating to line dance. Mostly. (laughs) Mostly, I would say. Um, First note that I have here that I thought was interesting, uh, I think I must have intended it as just normal. Line dance podcast interview question, but I don't know how other people would answer this. So here goes. We can demo it. What three choreographers would you combine to make the ultimate one?
1: Ooh, that is tough.
0: They all have such good traits. Like, I would want Joe's spunkiness and then Rachel's technique, but then we only have one left. Right? And then, like, how do you choose between, like, Guyton and Roy and, like, Fred
1: and Dustin, even, and, Mm -hmm. like,
0: yeah, he moves so pretty. He like, does.
1: I was I was watching him at Big Bang. I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> you're so much younger than me. That's not fair. Um <laughs> and then you have people like Gary and like, oh my gosh. And it depends on like what traits you're looking for. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I, Trevor's so very like the common man. You can, you know, have a good time on his dance yeah, and floor and, totally and not just worry relate about it. To him and not, right, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not like above you. He's like he he just enjoys it and then you can just enjoy it and you he'd be the kind of person you'd want to like learn a lesson from on a cruise which I'm pretty sure he's actually done probably yeah
1: um i guess the best thing i could say and i don't know if you can actually name a one specific choreographer th- for this i would want someone who has the heart like joe mm Just that love and that overwhelming appreciation for what she does, which I know I've spoken with Madison as well about it, and she's in that same kind of category, but like, Mm -hmm. just, I just get so much love and acceptance from Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, I would certainly want technique the way um, Kat Mm -hmm. and Rachel, um, the way. Yeah, even Roy with his um, like isolation and with Guyton and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I would want a technique for sure. Um, so you have heart and technique. And then after that, I would probably be something just along the lines of re- relatability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, so whether or not you can find a, a choreographer that fits each of those three categories, but those would be my three main, like, what I would want to exude as a choreographer and a dancer and an instructor. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I named a couple that could fill those shoes, but, like, to pick one at this point in the game, because I know too many of them, I can't do it. I love them all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I love all of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you you mention those three specific traits, yeah, I think Madison... Like, going into the future, anyway, I think she has a really good mix of those because her technique is so far beyond what she should be able to do at her age. Uh, And you can tell that she's been watching Rachel very closely. Um, But watching how sharply she moves and, like, how every step seems intentional, uh, that is rare. And also, she isn't shy. Like, when, when you were starting to say heart and technique... I thought like, well, there's got to be some element of them being able to actually talk to you because if they're on the stage and they have like this deep love and they're you know doing all their immaculate steps and whatever, but they look like they're scared to be there or they aren't confident in speaking to the back of the room, they're not going to do too well like worldwide. So, yeah, some kind of relatability, the ability to kind of joke around and just be on your level and not take things so seriously. Um, She definitely has that, too. She's got a sense of humor. Uh, And I I haven't talked to her as much about, like, the heart aspect, but you can tell that she loves it from how many years she's been doing this. Well, I
1: I had a conversation. uh, There was a couple of us around the table, but it was with Joe and Madison, Mm -hmm. and we had talked about, like how they don't necessarily realize that they are put on a pedestal, or if they they do, they do a really good job of ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Madison spoke a little bit about it, like how she does certainly feel lucky. And I know there was that one question you were um, privy to when I was like, did you ever um, think, and she goes, not in a million years. Like, she already knew where I was going with the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, I mean, again, maybe uh, in the future I could feel the same way towards, like, Madison in that, like, just that overwhelming heart, you know, the glue of everything um, that I do towards Joe. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, words cannot explain how much I respect and adore and just absolutely love Joe as Mm -hmm. a person. Yeah. Yeah. And then you add everything that she's capable of doing as a dancer, as an instructor, as a choreographer. Mm. Like, just, there's, there's, again, no words. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Even in her video, when we were watching those, like, older videos of her uh, teaching jukebox and then the one that I showed you of Rose Garden where she, she missed a, a step or she, like, needed to restart. And she talks to the camera, like, oh, can you believe that? Like, well, let's see if I can get it this time. Like she goes, she's talking to a camera as if we are one of her closest friends, and I love that she's able to do that. Yes, and I, mean, I can totally feel it through the lens. And
1: it's not, it's not that cheesy no. way of doing it. Like that, okay? I'm talking as if like there's a hundred people, and like you know, it's obvious that like this is awkward for me. But no, like she's genuinely like sincere about it, and mm-hmm. there's just so much. Like, in any conversation I've ever had with her, in any way, like, I've taken her lessons and, like, just all of it, she just is, without a doubt, in my eyes, a glue that holds this world together. Mm -hmm. Um, We had mentioned how there's a couple um, places that we would go if only Joe was there. Mm. Um, Or... Well, we could go to this one, but Joe's at this one at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's because she has such a love and compassion about herself um that she just exudes even outside of just the dancing. Mm-hmm. She's just able to express it with the dancing and again mm-hmm. this is this is my interpretation, my view mm-hmm. um, that really seriously and and she just has this like. This adorable cutesy level to her that's fun and funky and groovy, the way she was dressed up in. Um, for Wayne? F- well, no, I was going to say for um, Vegas. Vegas's uh, With the International Night, mm-hmm. where she was totally decked out in red, white, and blue and just going to town. And then you have when she was dressed up. In the outfit that she did the um, dance with uh, Raymond, Starling mm, the yeah, yeah, and just how stunning she looked, and just how graceful she looks, and she has just such a range to her that mm. is just without a doubt something that I would just, I feel so blessed just to be able to witness, let alone have interaction with, and mm. ha- be a part of in some level.
0: At Fort Wayne, she's dressed up as Dorothy. Oh, right she's now, adorable as for Dorothy. The mm-hmm. Yes
1: and mad compliments to um her friend who did the ruby slippers they oh, yeah. were really well done um <laughs> mad props mm-hmm. but um as for like again like technique um Rachel she has an ability that just is is amazing cat she's just cat every step looks like it has a purpose mm-hmm. and a point but with such grace to it um and then Roy and even um fred with how he plays with some of his dances like they have such a a, a way about like isolating their body that looks almost inhuman mm. but at the same time is very centered in a sense of like this is controlled so i'm not like you know hyper extending something um that is just if i could just take All of them and put them into one, and that would be that technique. Individual Mm. that would be one thing.
0: Yeah, there's a way that they are able to do things with their hips. Like I know uh, Roy and Kat both probably use this in their ballroom dancing, Uh, but like they they can make things look sexy without looking sexual or vulgar. Yes, like they can roll their hips forward and back and do like you know Latin steps and, and salsa and whatnot. Uh, but it looks like when, when they keep their shoulders squared and everything, it does have that sense of control, like you're saying, like they're not grinding up on some person or the wall or twerking or anything like that uh, while still looking very lithe and yes. liquid.
1: Yeah. And as for relatability, I mean, there's like, there's certain times where I'll look at some of these choreographers and be like, my body can't do that. Hmm huh, you're funny. You're (laughs) funny if you think I'm going to be able to do that. But then there's other ones that you get out there and um, that, like, I mean, we had mentioned, you know, Trevor. He's really on your same level, regardless of where he actually is. You know, like, you can really relate to him as an... on the dance floor because he doesn't doesn't make things seem too complicated or too specifically technique styling. Like you can really just let yourself be in the moment. Um, You know, like other people that like, I look at that. um, And again, like I'm still learning other choreographers too, but um, Jono, I feel very relatable to Jono. Um, And I think it's because he has so much fun with all of his dances. Mm -hmm. Like he just lets go. And like, that's something that I'm aspiring to do on my date so like I want to be able to relate to that so badly that I make that effort. And like he again doesn't seem to be on this like whole nother plane where, you know, like um again with like some of the movements that Roy and Guyton do, I'm kinda like, huh, ha, ha, funny mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. Um and even um oh my gosh, I'm totally blinking right now. I just had the thought, um Gary. Mm. I look at his movements and they're just so elegant and so graceful and so amazing. But being able to talk to him about some of his dances and where I came from when I was learning it and where he came from when he was chore- uh, choreographing it, like there was such a equal field there and a, a, a similar love that we were totally able... To share together that when we were able to do When You Love Someone on the Dance Floor, like that is such a moment for me. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, I mean, with everything I've done in the line dance community from the first time learning a dance to demoing with people to, um, you know, the choreography that I've attempted myself to the choreography I've done with you. You know it's like there's a lot that I've covered like being able to share that moment with Gary that was so precious to me that I don't that'll always have a spot um Amy is another really relatable person for me like she's fun she's goofy she's elegant um she's very down to earth but at the same time like I've had a couple conversations with her that I'm like, girl, you're crazy. You're like, you're one of these stars too, you know? She's amazing. And I don't know if it's just she's genuinely that humble or what, but it's like, I keep wanting to be like, no, you're like one of my favorite choreographers. Like, especially the stuff that you've put out lately, whether it's been your solo stuff or your uh, collaborations, like, they're awesome dances they're great songs they're fun to do um you know so like there's a way that i can relate with her too that is just i can't even describe with with when it comes to amy like she makes it a point whether she does it consciously or subconsciously with me specifically at least that we're on that same plane
2: mm.
1: she i can talk to her about life stuff i can talk to her about dance stuff it you know, like, it's that very welcoming, adorable, um, I could see being, like, best friends with her in high school kind of situation where, like, you're inseparable. Like, you do everything together, you know, movie nights and whatever.
0: That's one of my favorite photos, actually, of uh, Palm Springs. One of my few photos of Palm Springs is you and Amy sitting on the edge of the stage just kind of chatting and looking out at the, the dance floor and I, I took the photo from over your guys' shoulder so that you could see the two of you. Almost like, yeah, you're at, like, the high school bleachers or something, just kind of, I don't know, Gossip sharing employees. hair stories or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you have all the, the line dance people right in front of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm saying, like, relatability is so important. Um, because, again, especially with this world, um, I have felt so welcomed and so just accepted from the moment I walked through the doors kind of thing, um, most specifically starting with um, with Vegas. Like, that was where it really opened up for me. Um, I did feel that way a little bit when it came to, like, John O, Rick, and Joey for... Um, WWLA. WWLA, because there was other people there that I've connected with as well that are... Um, are such a part of my life right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and have done nothing but show like support and love and all that kind of fun stuff. But, um, when it comes to like choreographers or instructors specifically, mm-hmm. um, I felt so welcomed by so many of them, which makes me want to continue. Mm-hmm. And that's because most of the ones that I've had contact with and cu- have communicated with, um, have this lack of separation between them and me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, they've all said how lucky they are and how blessed they are to be able to do this. And they do it not only because they personally love it, um, but because it gives them a chance to relate to the dancers. Mm. Um, and that's something that was, that was pretty big for me uh, to hear from Joe in Vegas was like, she does this because she loves it, Herself, Mm -hmm. but then she gets to share it with so many people, and that just makes it that much more important to her and that much more special because she's able to give back Mm -hmm. being in the position that she's in. Mm -hmm. And that was that was kind of huge for me in the sense where seeing the kindness and the humility of the I'm not on a pedestal, I don't know what you're talking about. Level when it comes from someone who's who is so elevated in the scene, I'm going to be like, "No, I'm just I'm one of you guys. I just so happen to teach and choreograph more widely," mm-hmm. you know. But then, like having um, conversations with Janet and Linda, and getting to know um, Marcy, and you know, like even Chuck and Teresa, who, are, and I use this very, very sparingly, air quotes just dancers like people have just come from all different kinds of levels to share in something so special Mm -hmm. Um, and then being able to connect with Luann Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like that was really cool in Palm Springs to see her after having this like Vision fantasy thing going on, like this is what I think she'll be like, kind of thing, and then to like get to meet the real person. Um, And her being as humble as she is, like it's just really cool to see all these amazing people, these amazingly talented instructors, these amazing choreographers, and them being like, no, no, I'm lucky to get to do this. Not, I deserve to do this. Like Mm -hmm. it's a total different feel than what I'm used to, and like. So having that with the heart and the technique, having that relatability is, is so crucial, I think, to any one choreographer's success.
0: Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, I think it was in... might have been a Tim Ferriss podcast. There was, a, there was some podcast I listened to recently where they said that entitlement is one of the ugliest things that can happen to a person because um, there's no enjoyment even when you, when you feel entitled to something it just returns you to the baseline of well yeah of course like that's just what should happen so then you don't enjoy the thing that you're doing because it's just like breathing you know like there you don't you don't celebrate and you know jump up and down when you're able to take a breath because you always take breaths like you breathe every day so if it's not something that seems unusual to you then it's it's nothing special uh... but there are some people who do Treat this line dance world like, uh, like they're thanking, uh,
2: they're the, stars. the the <laughs> the
0: universe for letting them breathe. Yeah, it's like when you come up for air after going snorkeling or something, and that breath is like the best thing that you could have, mm-hmm. or you know, drinking water on on a hot day, and some people actually <laughs> do treat it like that. Um, two of the things that came up uh, while you were granted <laughs> <laughs> uh sharing um one of them was about gary uh one of the nice things that uh, we heard on friday uh, at brenda's class in sebastopol was how um talking with him for 10 minutes you feel like you've known him your whole life mm-hmm. like he's that kind of person uh also when you were speaking um regarding joe i think one really good example of how it's not all about, like, superstardom and whatever for her is that she does things like the Dancing for the Dream Mm -hmm. charity. And that really does seem like it's about sharing this thing that she loves because it's not like they're all going to be running home after their lesson to vote for her dances for the next Crystal Boot Awards or something. Like, she doesn't need them to elevate her or, um, I don't know, make her any, any higher on her pedestal than she than she could be or anything like that it's, it's not about her, it's about what she's giving to them mm-hmm. and how she wants them to enjoy these dances which aren't even like copper knob type dances where she needs them to view it so that she can stay on the top ten, like these are just dances that either she's learned from other people or that she's choreographed herself for them to enjoy with whatever level of mobility they are at. Yeah. So that really is about giving and not about what they can do for her Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the um, you mentioned like this this plane or this world of line dance, and that brings me to another one of these notes. Oh, does it? Uh, that I had on here. I wasn't even sure where this note was going when I wrote it, uh, but I wrote here: the line dance world is sort of like a place just slightly down and to the right of normal life, like the wizarding world is parallel. And it kind of reminded me of that in describing this line dance world. Because it is is weird. Like, you see people on the street and they're just all these people, you know, clothes that they bought at the mall and mundane things that they do, like watch TV in the afternoon or after-school activities or whatever. It all just seems like a bunch of normal background stuff. But there's, like, this secret world of like if 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 you had all these nameless people on the street, but then you just sprinkled in people like Jesse and Luann and Chuck and Teresa and Marcy and like these these line dance people, they might look the same as everybody else. It's not like they're Saw shane or whatever down the street. There's nothing obvious about them that signals to everybody we are line dancers and you know we get together once a month or a couple of months or uh we know all these things from years of doing stuff to music but like it's there it's like woven in and it's secretly there and if you put on some song like cliche love song or whatever over loudspeakers, and they all looked up like you would know yeah (laughs) and it and it's it's right there it's like out in the open It's like, nobody's trying to hide that things like Vegas and Chicago and Big Bang happen. Like, the flyers are there for anyone to see, but the fact that only some of us know about it and go and have this, like, secret handshake with each other about certain dances that, like, The Beast or whatever, uh, that's that's unique. I don't know how many uh, different niche groups have that, but I like that ours does.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Because, like, I mean, like, What I would be shocked to find someone I'm gonna give I'm gonna give an age range just because Mm -hmm. from like let me say 18 to 40 Mm. who doesn't know about Doctor Who Mm. whether you watch or not it's a whole totally different story but like you've had to have heard of it same thing with like Harry Potter like you've had to heard of it Mm -hmm. and you know that there's like dress up conventions and stuff like that and you Mm -hmm. know that there's places you go to like be a part of something bigger that's still in that same world. Like, you know that there's those things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, any type of, like, Comic-Con or, like, you know, um, any type of anime fandom kind of thing. Like, you know that there's stuff like that out there. You Mm -hmm. can't not. But at the same time, you can wear stuff, a lot of stuff, that signifies that you you like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we have some of our our dance shirts. For instance, I'm wearing the Astro Roy right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they, you know, there's Big Bang, and there's you know like. Um,
0: we both have our Wine Country Line dance. Bags we have with our us bags, bags right now. and, and
1: um, hopefully soon you will have your Dancing with Brenda shirt, so we will both have a Dancing with Brenda shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is certain things that we wear, but not everybody knows it. Like you see a TARDIS shirt. You know what it is, Mm -hmm. whether you've seen it or not. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, I haven't seen it Mm -hmm. and I know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you see um, something from Harry Potter. You know what it is, Mm -hmm. whether you've seen it or read the books, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But with line dance, it's not necessarily the case.
0: Yeah, we don't have a lot of visual iconography. Yeah. Nothing consistent from year to year.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, there's certain things that obviously like we could wear that you see someone else walking down the street with one of the, um, the SoCal Orange County dance connection name tags, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're on the inn. Mm -hmm. but everybody else just thinks it's a regular name tag. Like, I don't know how many times I've walked in somewhere wearing it and someone be like, do you work here? And I'm like, (laughs) what? Oh, no, sorry. This is a a dance name tag. Sorry. My apologies. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but a perfect example of that like walking into narnia feeling mm. is was vegas mm. like it was so nice and tucked back in that you know behind all the court like the corridor and the, the the lobby area and it's like and you walked in and it was just like this whole world just opened up to just you and everybody else who who knew the secret password which isn't really that much of a secret you know um but i look at it like we had mentioned it um, about Wine Country Line Dance's event last year, which was with Roy. Mm -hmm. You know, like you get all, you have all of these videos and all these pictures that you're like on this day last year. And I'm like, where was I? Why did I not know about this world yet? Like, Mm -hmm. why was I still stuck in just my little bar dance scene? Mm -hmm. And what did I miss out on?
0: Yeah, like also when we were looking at that, that video that came out of nowhere, from vivian in 2009
2: right like
0: we were living normal human lives doing things that we thought were you know important at the time and we had our storylines and everything meanwhile there was all this line dance stuff we could have been doing Uh since 2009 and before
1: much much before yeah (laughs) and
0: like i mean here we were just like discovering (laughs) vivian as of like six months ago eight months ago right well she's been doing this for years (laughs) and And it makes you wonder like how how many more things do we have to discover that like everybody else has moved on from, but then we're like, What new flow, huh? pump it, follow me, make it shake, what are these things <laughs> right yeah, like I'm just now getting you know have fun go mad." Which I probably didn't mention as much in you know previous episodes because it's just nice if everyone assumes that you know the classics, yeah, but I didn't actually until like a week ago, yeah, so like that and poetry in motion, and things that you know everybody else just they they've they've you know apprehended it and you know now they're moved on, but like it's one nice thing that we have to look forward to is like how much more there is to see, but on the other hand, it's like how much did we miss?
1: oh gosh, I asked myself that so much, which. I think it's a, a good thing for me and it's very healthy of where was I? Mm-hmm. What did I miss? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not so much of a looking back in a regretful kind of sense. Mm. It really reminds me to be like, okay, I'm not going to miss anything else. Right. I'm going to be so present and absorb whatever I can while I can um, so that I can say I was a part of that mm-hmm. in the future. Um, remember this. Remember that. Remember when, mm-hmm. you know, um, as opposed to, like, letting it discourage me from anything or, like, letting it hold me back. I literally go back going, like, ah, I could have been a part of that. Okay, well, you're a part of this now, so what can we do now?
0: Mm-hmm. Documenting everything, I think, has been helping as well because, like, at the time it seems like why would you take so many videos of something that happened just a week ago like you were just there why why would you need to look back at all these
1: 211 videos videos in Vegas
0: yeah I think it like 179 are currently on the playlist for Big Bang (laughs) since I just uploaded another 140 or something Uh, but then you you do get days like today where there's the on this day from all the Roy videos of last year and I can look at that and say oh my goodness I'm wearing boots <laughs> and my short jeans and I have a bandana sticking out of my pocket and I've like learned from that since. Yeah. Um, it's not a very absorbent bandana, so it didn't really <laughs> help me very much. Uh, like So many things that... You know, that was just one year ago. Mm-hmm. So like even looking at um, things from Chicago and Vegas, seeing dances like Chicago, New York to L.A., and being like, okay... These, these videos, this video with Jono and then this other video, I need to learn this dance. By Vegas, you see us doing that dance because mm-hmm. we learned it in that month. And then going from Vegas to Big Bang, you know, other dances that you know, we're maybe stumbling through, kind of know uh, in Vegas, and then like we have them by Big Bang. So it's, it's nice to have that tracked progress.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and, yeah, really committing to the present and, uh, and not missing out. Not saying oh, I'll wait till the next event, because by the next event, if you still don't know it, then you're gonna have a video of everybody doing it but you.
1: <laughs> I have fun, go mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I still have like some of those like, you have um mm, yeah, which is Joey, Roy, and Rachel, and I still didn't know it by Big Bang, where you had Joey and Rachel. Yeah. So that would have been one that I you know, would like to have known, but I was just think about that for uh, for Oregon yes. so that we can learn things like uh, all I can say, which is Simon and Rachel. And mm-hmm. who's going to be there? Simon and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are other ones with like Nils and, and Simon. Oh, yeah. 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 So there, there are a few of those. And like having that accountability of the video like reminds you, I'm going to look back on this later and I will want to have been there.
1: Well, and it's it's really fun too, like when you have like those documents that you can look back on um, that you might not have been fully aware of on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, there was one that I had seen of Big Bang where I was dancing pieces, mm-hmm. and I was literally right next to Fred mm-hmm. and Dustin and Brenna, and I'm like, where were all these choreographers when I was on the floor? Why, where, I obviously was that far into my zone. I didn't realize that they were there, and now I get to look back, and I get to look at them... And I get to watch it at least four times, one to see what I did, Mm -hmm. one to see what Fred did, Mm -hmm. one to see what Dustin did, and lastly what Brenna did. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of get that, oh, that's really cool. Oh, look at how they moved there. Or, you know, that whole thing um, where it's also like, also proof Mm -hmm. that I was present Mm -hmm. Um, in the sense of, yeah, I did that. I accomplished that. Mm -hmm. That's something that I can look back on that I said that I wanted to learn or I wanted to do. And look at me, I did it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, I think is really important for a lot of people to have that proof Mm. and they don't give it to themselves enough.
2: Mm.
1: So um, looking back on those videos, it's always fun, especially like the other day I was looking at something and I was like, oh, I remember Chris has a video from Vegas. So like I scrolled all the way through all the Vegas stuff and found it and watched that real quick. whether it was one that I was in or not, you know, it's a whole different story, but it was still like, oh yeah, I remember there's a video of this, Mm -hmm. one that I prefer over this. Um, You know, like, for instance, I was making a post about um, Yes and Jukebox, and I took videos from Vegas of Joe doing those, because I remember what it was like watching them live and then watching what they were like in the videos. And so I was like, no, people need to see how awesome she is mm-hmm. and how much fun this dance can be. Mm-hmm. And that's why they need to learn it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Also with uh, the thought of you know, the line dance world existing parallel to the rest of the world, including our own timelines when we weren't aware that it was there under the surface <laughs> uh, or alongside the surface. Uh, you mentioned how you can wear certain things for other fandoms, and that's how you would identify um, that something is like unique or different about what this person is wearing. I think that with ours, it would be probably more musical in nature. So that if you, let's say you were like listening to the radio, and they said that they had some new DJ or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you're just listening to a song. And it's like, can't stop the feeling. You're like, oh, okay. Well, of course it's a very popular song and then the next song is let's say like all about that bass like oh gosh I haven't heard this in a while and then the next song is Dizzy I was like this isn't usually on the radio and then the next song is Have Fun Go Mad the original one you're like something's up here. Something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know there's something different about this DJ, and then you find out it's, like, some embedded line dance person. But, like, normally, yeah, you just hear those those couple songs, and, you know, it's the same stuff everybody's listening to. But it's when you start putting them in a sequence. Now it's, like, uh, Marvin Gaye for And Get It On, and then Boys Like You, and then... Um, A.K. Freak, the, the song for that being, you know, I'm a freak. And, like, any of these other Pitbull songs, because he has so many in the line dance world. <laughs> like, after a while, you get, you get this sense, like, this is a line dance playlist. This isn't just popular music playlists. These are line dances that he's playing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm still waiting for the day that I, because I do it very frequently, and I am not ashamed of it whatsoever, um, where I'm in a store... And a song comes on, and I start dancing. I'm waiting to look over, like, at the next aisle or something like that and see someone dancing. Mm. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day. Just be like, ha, I know your secret. <laughs> mm.
0: I guess if you wanted to, like, find an easy way of doing that, you just go to, like, a hotel gift shop or something during one of the events. Oh, that that's... way it's, like, it's like halfway to the real world. They could no, be just staying at the hotel. I want it to be completely separate. Yeah.
1: That's that's the fun about it. That's the That's the parallel secretness of it mm. is... You know that you do this, and so do they like mm. that was that was one of the things I had posted that like I was in Kmart and I think it was Doctor Doctor came on mm. or obviously the song for doctor <laughs> um and i was I was dancing Doctor Doctor, and I had made a post of it um and I had like five or six people within minutes be like, "I do that too, the other day I heard this song, and this is what I was dancing, you know, and it was just like, yes um." Mm.
0: <laughs> uh- This is less related, but on my notes here, I have something that says, some of the fun of line dance is the serendipity in discovering where spots hit well in music that old dances are set to. And that sort of brings up the question of whether every song should have its own dance or whether it's okay to recycle some of them because it is fun, just like you were saying about, you know, you you never know who is going to be a line dancer that you wouldn't have expected. Like, sometimes old dances will fit to other songs, and then you kind of want to do that old dance to the new song.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Like Poetry in Motion with uh, Hotel California, the live version by the Eagles, or Have Fun uh, fun Go go Mad mad with Shake That by Eminem. That
1: was the first one that came to mind for me. Right,
0: yeah. So, like, in in those cases, like, I usually, I I used to say just recycle the old dances because then... Uh, I mean, for whatever reasons country bar people do, like, uh, then you don't have to learn as many. But then as I've grown more used to learning new dances and not being so, like, intimidated by them, now I kind of feel like every song is an opportunity for a new dance or for a choreographer to have another shot at becoming known. Whereas if you use an old dance, then sometimes that dance is by a choreographer that has retired or that is, you know, did two dances in their life and that was it. So it's not really helping them to do that dance. Whereas if you're doing this new young choreographer or older choreographer's dance, um, it gets their name out there that much more, or maybe it'll hit better.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: But yeah, anyway, so the the idea behind that note was just that um, that is one of the things in line dance that can be enjoyable is, like, discovering that it'll hit but like also sometimes it's almost too easy like there uh, in, in line dance club there was somebody who said that um that umbop quote really goes really well with this song but some dances are just made to be like that for any four on the floor bass type song if it hits 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 then go on the radio and find any song where they go boom 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 which is a lot of pop songs yeah. and it's gonna hit that well it doesn't mean it was intended to hit that well and it doesn't mean like another dance wouldn't fit it better but of course that dance is going to go with that song because it'll go with any song it's very versatile
1: Yeah. Um, There is something to be said about picking and choosing your battles. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think there needs to be room for new dances. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how you keep things fresh. Mm -hmm. However, I do know that there are certain dances that I've done that I prefer it to a song over another. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mbop was really, really awkward to do to mbop me because I've done it to so many other songs right. that it almost felt slow
2: mm-hmm.
1: but like where I'm at in my danceability I was able to play with it more because it, it did add that variety of like being a, an old song that I grew up with or whatever and being a little bit on the slow side as opposed to finding for a faster version of it.
0: Quick note I actually had a whole separate line in here that says history of mbop why has it lasted when did it speed up Go figure.
1: Um, But at the same time, like, it's hard because a perfect example I love Tush Push to what was I thinking? Mm
0: -hmm. It syncs up well.
1: But Simon Ward has Thinking Country to what am I thinking? What was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I love both those dances. I love them for different reasons. Mm. Um, I like the tush push to it because it's that fulfills that need of that um that little bit of aggression not like huge aggression for me but just a little bit Mm -hmm. um as well as because of some of the variations that i know to be variations i know them to be variations Mm -hmm. i repeat that i know them to be variations they are not how it is choreographed (laughs) um I have fun with that song because of how it hits with those variations. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't necessarily hit the same for me when I do it vanilla, Mm -hmm. the way it was intended. So it has a little bit different for me. But Thinking Country is one of those that hits for that song in certain places that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I enjoy both dances. It just depends on what mood I'm in as to which one I want to do kind of thing. Um, So I think it's important to know that there are dances that can certainly be switched up. But I think there comes a point where it's like, okay, we can find a new dance. (laughs) This works well with these other 20 songs. Let's just find a new dance to this song that we like. There's going to be about 20 of them on Knob anyways. True. (laughs) So why would we just recycle? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sometimes it is fun to experiment with the song choices. Mm. So It does throw me off a little bit when I had to do, I don't remember what it was. Oh, I really can't remember what song it was. Um, but they had played a song that I had been like, ingrained because it was a performance piece for me mm-hmm. um, to a specific dance and they were doing a different dance to it so I had to really concentrate on this that other dance to make sure that I didn't accidentally go into the one that I've just had like to the point where I could have my eyes closed and do this dance mm-hmm. so like it's certainly a test to see um, like how far I can break that mold when you do like a simpler dance or whatever to a same song mm. i want to say it if i, if I swear i want to say it was redneck angel to merry-go-round mm. but it was like i know merry-go-round the performance piece that i was i was taught and then i know redneck angel mm. but to like have that song be played for that dance it was like I had to actually think about what the steps for Redneck Angel are which Mm. is kind of disturbing for me in itself Hmm. but um, again like I said you know if there's a specific dance to it and it hits really well I have a little bit of a personal issue with just recycling a different dance that can go to just about anything Hmm. So um, I know like there's a couple that are fun to see where they hit. Like, for instance, your My Shot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was fun to see where that hit on a couple other dances. Um, or songs? Or, yeah, sorry, songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Taylor Swift one, we discovered that it needed to have a restart.
0: Oh, a blank space. Yes. Right.
1: But it hit still. So it was kind of fun to see that.
0: Although I think that might be another one of those ones where, because of the steps that are in it, it's almost designed to go with anything, because mm-hmm. um, it hits on like the downbeats. So, yeah, yeah,
1: but that, yeah. it's sometimes it's fun to experiment yeah. at least.
0: Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I used to do it all the time with Throwdown because it's the same thing. I put so many common steps in it, and I hit so many downbeats that even if it falls out of sync all that does is sync it up with some other part of the dance, <laughs> right. just in a different spot. So... Hmm. Uh, I have a per- perhaps somewhat controversial point on Uh-oh. here. Um, it says, we have to phase out bad dances with vigilance, like golden dollars phasing out paper dollars. <laughs> Exceptions <laughs> make them seem more desired. So I guess the, the idea behind <laughs> that one was that people will never accept golden dollars or like susan b anthony dollars or any of the new dollars um if paper dollars are still an option so like paper dollars are what they're accustomed to and even if you flood the market with a bunch of golden dollars they're still going to think those are the weird different things so they'd better save them and hoard them and whatever collect them um because those are the ones that there are fewer of. And then if you do it the other way around and you still allow some paper dollars to be printed, then they're going to try to use them until they start (laughs) noticing there are fewer of them, and then they're going to start saving and hoarding paper dollars. As opposed to the coin dollars. (laughs) Yeah, so then, like, really what you need to do, it's like um, with bacteria. You have to completely wipe out all of the bacteria with antibiotics um, in a given population. Otherwise, there will be some survivors that are stronger than the antibiotics and they become resistant to it. And if you don't do that, um, if you're not 100% about it, then it just makes your problem worse. So with dances, if there's a dance that you really don't like and you, you just don't want it to be played at some place or you don't want it in your area or whatever, if you play it once in a while, people will consider it almost like a treat or a reward or something, and they will keep requesting it, because like, oh, we never get to hear this one. But if you just never play it ever, like even upon request, um, then it could have the possibility of just going away. But then, the reason this is controversial is like, who are who is anybody to play God over what gets played, especially when they're being requested? And who are you to say that somebody's request is not worth honoring Mm -hmm. and what makes a bad dance?
1: Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's the biggest question is who determines what makes a bad dance? Mm -hmm. Like, is it the fact that, you know, like the steps just don't flow Mm. or is it that the steps are too simple? in which case, um, I believe it was Max's interview. Mm. Um, with the electric slide,
0: hmm. no, Max Walcott, not Perry. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. <laughs> um, like, if it's because the dance is too simple, then that's really falls a little bit more on the advanced dancers' pro- side of the equation than just the dance is too simple.
0: But then, if you have something like Copperhead where it confuses people exactly. because it falls out of sync, then should you just replace that with? a different dance that is synced up better with the music and hits the same sorts of movements and maybe has a more contemporary song that goes with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say because obviously there certainly is those dances that I could do without ever hearing again.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that opens up the question, what, uh, what, would, what qualifications would a bad or a, an undesirable, undesirable dance have?
1: I was gonna say, but a lot of that has to do with my own personal walk of life mm. as well as how many times I've heard the dang song mm. and like almost any song if you hear it three times every Friday because it's a guarantee for floor filler you're over it mm-hmm. you're way over it because you're like I can only dance this dance so many times and enjoy it. Hmm. Um, Before I'm like, okay, that's, you know, three and a half minutes that I could have put towards something else. Mm -hmm. Um, Which then comes down to, am I being the one who's selfish? Or is the DJ being careless? Hmm. You know, because obviously it's being requested. Hmm. Um, But I know that... Okay. Okay back up for a second. I know there are certain DJs out there that are very conscious about how many times they've played certain songs. Mm -hmm. Like they will flat out tell someone um, that was played earlier in the night so if the floor dies down a little bit later I'll see if I can't work it in. Mm -hmm. Um, Which it's their way of saying I will see what I can do about your request. It has been heard. It has been noted. It does matter. But I want to make sure I get some of these other requests who, that haven't been played yet first. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like, it happens. Mm-hmm. It does. And there are repeats. That's fine. But there's also that sense of really who determines what a bad dance is.
0: hmm Or what just makes a dance better off not being played. Like, for example, if there's dispute over whose version should be honored, like whether... Like, let's say you have a song that two different choreographers in the same city have choreographed dances to. Maybe the best option is to play neither. Yeah. Because if it's going to hurt people's feelings one way or the other, then just don't play that song and you won't have the conflict arise. And maybe later you play a dance that one of the choreographers did, and then after that you do another song that the other other choreographer did something to. So it doesn't have to be a battle over that song. Just, you know, don't do that song.
1: Yeah, but there's also something to be said about split force too. If there's room. Yeah. Um, If
0: it's like an event, then sure, like no problem. I
1: also look at some of the split floor stuff at Stoney's and some of it really, really works Mm. as long as the dancers on the floor are conscious about the fact that it's a split floor. Mm. Like when there's one or two people, for instance, like you and me, when we're on the dance floor and we're splitting the dance floor for say, um, you know, or or dance with me, like you and I, we're very cautious about where we stand and how much space we use mm-hmm. cuz in theory you and I alone could use up that entire dance floor very comfortably yeah. but when it's like 75% full and there's a good section for us to dance we'll be over in that little teeny tiny section using smaller footwork mm-hmm. um and we're aware that there's two of us and say like seven of them mm. So we take into consideration how much their dance is going to move to how much space we're going to use. However, uh, I can't think of the title of either of the dances right now, but there's the split floor um, for one of Kat's dances. Mm. Um, I can't think of it right now. Um, I know the other version. That's all I know. Um, They do a pretty good job of splitting the floor pretty evenly and, like, Trying not to bump into each other. You're
0: thinking of Hazard County Dukes and Boots.
1: Yes, I am. That's mm. the one. That's exactly what I was thinking of.
0: Because I was thinking, like, she has five-second chaw, boomerang, fishing, like all these that have no other local representation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. You know, and so we're people seem to be very aware of like floor etiquette and sharing it. Mm. Um. There are those occasional people who just this is my space and I'm going to own it and you're just going to have to deal, which is rather unfortunate. Mm. Um, that gets into another issue, which is just in general dance floor etiquette, Mm -hmm. but like with split floors, for instance, to, um, can't stop the feeling with three different dances going on during WWLA. And because it was three different split floor, I was able to see all three dances before ever learning anything about any of them and basically go shopping. Mm -hmm. So I was able to pick and choose the one I wanted.
0: And I, I think that event people are able to pull that off because they tend to lean on like, the older side and they're not going to try to bump into each other and be aggressive as opposed to at a bar. Yeah. Um, also, with something like Hazard County and Dukes and Boots, there are few enough people who do either of those that there's a lot of room. But then you get in a situation where it's like kick and rock versus the train, if you yeah. want to even call that like, a dance of its own. It's really just, like, power jam with some extra stuff on half the walls. And that would be one of those situations where Safety. would you be better off just not playing it? Because, yeah, on the one hand, darn, you know, <laughs> people that, people who want to do kick and rock don't get to do kick and rock. But on the other hand, now we don't have to deal with the train. Uh, it has so many people on both sides that we've also seen, like... Cat have to be in the middle and mediate how much space each side gets. Yes, and uh, in that case, I don't feel like split floor is the best option. True. I think maybe just not playing it really and putting some other song up instead would be better.
1: Yeah, again, I mean that comes down to really truthfully that comes down to the discretion of the DJ. Yeah, that that's who gets that decision mm-hmm. honestly because the DJ is the one because their job is to fill the floor. But their job is to fill the floor safely
2: mm-hmm.
1: and make a positive impression on the majority of dancers
0: and under what circumstances might the d j know better or have better taste than so, what the dancers think they want
1: it, It's a tough decision it really mm-hmm. is it you this because of the topic being so controversial, you could talk about it for hours
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and it's gonna be the trial and error Well,
0: okay now let's take another example of um, watermelon crawl where we know at least one person who doesn't like the things that get shouted out uh, during watermelon crawl because they tend to lean on the if you want to look at it as like misogynistic and and abusive or whatever side vulgar vulgar um, very sexually charged Um, there are a lot of other dances that you could play that are similar and like scratch the same itch like God Bless Texas or Copperhead or you know any of those other like early basic dances so you'd be depriving all of those people who want to have the fun of doing watermelon crawl uh, while shouting out those things Uh, and you would make that one person very happy by not having for them not having to hear all that stuff but like whose needs do you take into account more like could you get away with just nobody noticing? Oh, Watermelon Crawl wasn't played tonight. Hmm. But we did Good Time. We did Outlaw. We did Cupid Shuffle. Like, we got a lot of the stuff we wanted in. Uh, when do you just decide to retire a dance? Like, how bad does it have to get?
1: You know, I as much as I would love to be like, oh, la, la, la here's all my opinions, because I'm not a DJ
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm not an owner of a venue, I don't feel like my... Opinion has enough factual like backup Hmm. to what I'm saying um, that I would be qualified to make that decision. Hmm. Um, Because we tried that and we discovered that a lot of people really just like those dances
0: and shouting the things
1: and shouting the things because it's a stress relief. Yeah. Because it's They've worked their tails off all week long, um, manual labor, like perfect example, like as a tow truck driver, like that's a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. and they just want to come have a beer, relax, get some dancing in, you know, uh, talk and hang with some friends, Mm -hmm. occasionally do the ones that they like.
0: Not Uh, learn Russian roulette. Well... (laughs) Because we tried teaching that in substitution of some of these others yeah,
1: involved. that was a little bit maybe advanced in this in our thinking yeah. um, but you know like and when we saw I know me personally when I saw how much fun a lot of the people had on the floor with some of these dances that I would prefer not to be played except for maybe in the blue moon occasion, like. I kind of started to question myself, like, who am I to take that enjoyment from them? Mm -hmm. Especially when I have so many other places I can go to dance my Russian roulette. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really spoiled in that sense that I have the means and the capability to travel all over and find other places to do the dances that I love and I consider a priority that, is it really right for me to say that this is a bad dance just because I no longer enjoy it?
0: But then it also, I think, depends on the degree and the reason uh, for not enjoying it. Uh, in in the case of the misogyny or whatever, or in God Bless Texas's case, where they like to substitute <laughs> the words uh, God Bless Texas with, you know, swear word and then a former president's name, like, when, when do things just kind of go over the line?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think that could be the case for just about any of them.
0: Because, like, sometimes they'll shout out things and it's just, you know, all in good fun. They don't say anything mean or divisive.
1: Sometimes they just really repeat the lyrics really, really loudly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or like uh, Cleveland Boys, where they do, like, right, left, right, left, right. Woo! Like, that doesn't hurt anybody. That doesn't make anybody feel excluded. Yeah. So you could keep that one, maybe. And then drop one of the ones where they but again, make someone feel uncomfortable. Um,
1: it's it is a matter of the, is it the needs of the many or the needs of the few?
0: Mm, mm, majority rule can, in these cases, be, um, I don't it's know. It's a what, dangerous... What if they were saying something homophobic? Then like it's a
1: dangerous... Topic. It really is. Yeah,
0: because like even if you have like a lot of people on the dance floor who are enjoying it, then there's that question of like, should they be enjoying it? Should you be encouraging this behavior if it's making somebody feel like they're going to get beat up when they step step outside? Like, is this a safe atmosphere to me for me to be in? Oh
1: yeah, no. If I am this or that
0: minority group or whatever.
1: Exactly. Which that comes down to like, again, do you just. Uh, stop playing it altogether. Do you occasionally um, just put it on the playlist for once in a blue moon as a kind of a treat? I mean, like how how do you re- how do you even go about not playing a song? Yeah. Like it's one thing if it's never requested. Mm-hmm. Like that's really easy. You just don't play it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if it's on the request list, how do you deny Person A's request over Person B's? Mm-hmm. Because, again, I mean, it's one of those things where, as embarrassing to admit, it didn't occur to me.
0: Because
1: hmm. it was just what was done.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And then when it, brought, when it was brought to my attention, I kind of went, they have a point. Mm-hmm. They have a really good point. Mm-hmm. Do I really need to be shouting all this stuff? Do I really want to hear all this stuff? And occasionally... You know, it's just one of those things that I fall into old habits with mm. that I wish I didn't, mm. but at the same time, you know, it's like you can go places, do those dances where that stuff doesn't get shouted.
0: Oh, yeah. Go to Hot Monk and you don't hear any of it. People are very well behaved. Like at the circuit event where uh, Big Bang, when we were all doing a watermelon crawl, same exact dance silent during yeah. the periods you would usually hear, hear people some shouting of, things
1: Yeah, so I mean the dance can still be done places but it's a matter of finding where mm. and the other thing is do the people who do that dance only like that dance because of what they get to shout mm. that's the other thing mm. or is it that they genuinely like the dance mm. I haven't asked mm. I don't know
0: yeah, and then in those cases, you could still swap out steps from that dance that they already know, and put them into a new dance. So it's like they're doing the same one, except they just don't have that opportunity in the music to shout things. Mm-hmm. And uh, in WWE, they did that with Kurt Angle's music, where uh, there were parts. Uh, <laughs> where it would be like bum bum, bum bum, bum 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 bum. So uh, it kind of went like that in that in that rhythm. The fans would then start chanting after a while they would chant, you suck you suck and even after he be he, he became like a good guy or whatever they would still chant it because it was so much fun to do as long as they kept playing that music they were going to keep doing it so eventually they altered his music so that all of the parts they could have chanted during like transitioned into something else Okay. They would just kind of like skip over those parts, taking away their fun. Yeah. And well,
1: and I do know there is two different versions to um, the watermelon crawl.
0: Hmm. Oh, like with the extended, uh, extended.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Silent that takes part. out all like almost half of the specific controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously some other ones that are definitely. <laughs> You just can't avoid because... Yeah, it's like God Bless
0: Texas. ...where
1: it hits in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, half of what is questionable about what people chant in Watermelon Crawl can be taken out, mm-hmm. but Just only play half. the other
0: version. Yeah.
1: That's the only downside. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, also, something uh, I was noticing at Starbucks was that, like, they had something about... Uh, it was some new coffee that they were putting out and said some uh, spicy notes of whatever. And it just... It reminded me of, on the internet, you'll see um, somebody will say, like, you know, some spicy meme or whatever, like, as a way of describing a meme. And I thought, oh, like, that's funny. Like, here they have, like, spicy on the the sign. That would have been an opportunity if they'd wanted to, to, like, appeal to the internet subculture that would identify spicy as being, like, a memetic thing. But then I thought, wait a second. Even if they did that, how much of the population who goes to Starbucks would know about or care about that reference? Uh, In what way would it really support their business to try to appeal to them? Mm -hmm. So if if you are able to sort of curate the dances and songs that are done at your establishment and it doesn't affect business then why do you need to cater to those people who want to shout those things? Now if for whatever reason people boycott your place because like oh god we can't do watermelon crawl anymore like then perhaps reconsider but like you could do those things. Like People never comment about flying eights not being done or tumbleweed not being done. Right. They just aren't done. Yeah. No one asks why. They were done and now they're not. And if you did that quietly with some of these dances, could you extinctify some of them uh, successfully? And again, this goes back to doing it 100% without making it an exception that's played specially and rarely once in a blue moon, because then it's all that much more fun, we never get to do this one, like, you would have to completely eradicate it. Yeah. And, of course, then there's that question again, like, what? in what cases should you do that?
1: Yeah. Well, and then, again, it's, it's a matter of how many of these don't get requested because people just assume they're going to be played.
0: hmm
1: And how many of them notice when it's not played? hmm so.
0: Yeah, like if you don't play them and nobody asks, or like if, if they are requesting them, maybe it's because that's the only one they know the name of. Yeah. Like when I used to request Copperhead at Kodiak's, it's because, well, I know Copperhead, so uh, I know they even say it in the song, so I can write that one down. And after a while, I realized I didn't have to anymore because they played it every time. Uh, but for people who are requesting Watermelon Crawl, it might just be that they don't know any better, that they don't know that there are these other dances of similar difficulty that they could do. Yeah. Um, They just don't know that they're called.
1: True, very true.
0: So that's a lot about that one there.
1: Uh, Yeah, and that one could probably be talked about a whole lot more. Probably. But.
0: um... There's something that was related that I had on here. Oh, right. Um, I had a note on here that says, and this is, Related to borrowing movements from one dance and bringing them into another. Okay. Uh, dances are like candles in that you can borrow from one to create another and not lose any of the original. This unfortunately also has the effect of making them all valueless. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think so that's one way to word it.
0: Well, it, it's, like, um, it's like we were saying in a previous episode about the Beast how people have not taken much from the Beast to try to make similar dances where you say, oh, well, this is just like the Beast. Uh, But there are other dances that have been borrowed from, uh, or it seems that they've been borrowed from. So you have something like the first 10 counts of four on the floor, which are also in head over boots, Mm -hmm. Uh, or like cross and kick stuff that's in mbop that's also in X's and O's, where it seems very reminiscent of it. And if you like an older dance and you don't want to just reskin it with a new song, but you do want to keep some of the flavor from it, then you can borrow from it. But the more you do that, and the more you create these like semi-perfect copies, uh, the more they start to blend into each other, and then they're all equally impacting on you. As opposed to having something like The Beast, which is completely unique, and you don't see callbacks to it in other dances. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of potency because of how how... On its own, it stands. So, yeah, I guess, um, actually, there was somebody who mentioned this in uh, a Facebook thread I read recently. Um, Somebody described it as, like, step of the (laughs) month, where... (laughs) I like it. Yeah, where there's a a new movement that's incorporated into a popular dance, and then everybody jumps on it and borrows that movement for their own dances. Um, I.e., out, out. Oh, yeah, the, out, out, uh, the walk, walk, out, out, and cross. That uh, People who want to see a list of these can go to our episode on uh, choreographing hashtag woke pop, because we have very many of these common uh, line dance tropes, and we hopefully in the future will also have an current. episode. Current. Current um,
1: line dance.
0: Yeah, until they get used up and nobody wants them anymore. Um, we, we also, in the future, hopefully, will have an episode on all the different openings and what those all mean. Uh, like, walk, walk, shuffle, or uh, rock, recover, coaster, step, or um, yeah. walk, walk, out, out, and cross, like we mentioned. There are, or a side together, cha-cha-cha, side together, cha-cha-cha. Mm-hmm. There are so very many of these. Um, and, yeah, after a while, you borrow too many of them, and they all start to just run into each other. Coming up with uh, completely unique things that don't get borrowed by everybody are rare. Yeah. And then there's a fine line also between like making something unique that fits and then unique and feels uncomfortable and nobody wants to borrow because it doesn't even work in the original dance. <laughs> right. If you have any thoughts on this, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, I would say this might be a good time for yeah, another break. I, th- I
1: think it's a good time for another break only because of the fact that <laughs> you pretty much covered everything okay. thought-wise that I would have separately. Perfect.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let us pause here and return shortly.